This is the Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps retired. Semper Five Patriots, this is the Gunny. Welcome back. Got a big show for you tonight. So proud of all the listeners out there. Share the podcast so we can grow and get things going. I want to talk about something I know a lot about. Yes, deplatforming. Been in the IT field for years. I actually do IT information technology today. So I'm very experienced in understanding when people talk about deplatforming. What does it actually mean? What is deplatforming? Words do mean something. And because words mean something, this is why people are getting deplatformed. Because the words that they're saying to the person or the people are offensive and they don't want to hear it, so they deplatform people. So think about that one. Can we combat efforts to censor free speech? What can we do as American citizens today to censor or stop, I'm sorry, stop the censor of free speech in this country? What can we do? I'm just a little guy on the street. Well, I'm going to tell you what, you can do a lot. Lead, follow, or get the hell out of the way. Big show. Stay tuned. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Let's start off by understanding what deplatforming is. This is not new. This has been going on, on, and on for many years. And the clip that I'm going to play you is actually from 2018, two years ago, where people realized the impact of what was going on. You may think that because of the rally in D.C. and President Trump and the politics and all that, this is what started all this deplatforming. Absolutely not. It's been going on for years. It's just that the left and the communists are using the events over the last couple of months to drive their complete and eternal deletion of your voice. And they're going to do it. This is what the communists do. This is what China did. This is what Russia did. Anything against the power or the government, this is what they're going to do with you. They're going to deplatform you and anyone and everyone that's against what they think should be the way life is. So take a good listen to this. 
So the question is, is what is de-platforming and why is this important in the modern world? So essentially all de-platforming is, is when content creators are removed from the different platforms that they use uh, in order to distribute their content. So if you look at Facebook, if you look at Twitter, if you look at YouTube, if you look at many other platforms, basically all they do is in order to quote unquote de-platform a content creator is they remove them from the platform. They may ban them, they may block them, they may delete their accounts. So so on and so forth. The truth about deplatforming is limiting an ability of a content creator to put the information on the platform. Kind of interesting. If you ever been to a museum and you walk around the museum and you see paintings, Leonardo da Vinci, all of these paintings up there, that's content. And it's posted on the wall. And when you're looking at that content, you're looking at that picture, you draw information from that. It's a good picture. It's a bad picture. It's like evil picture, whatever it is. But it's up there so that you can draw information from that and make your own conclusion of what life is supposed to be like. That's content. Nowhere... In the history of America has the dissolution or the removal of content has been stronger than it is today. So when you're talking about taking somebody off these platforms, Facebook, Twitter, or whatever, what you're doing is you're taking the paintings off the wall. You're taking the Leonardo da Vinci paintings off the wall. That's what deplatforming is. I don't like you looking at the painting. I don't like you to have the ability to make a determination what the painting means. Deplatforming. It's really that simple. It's freedom of speech. It's freedom of expression. And it's the freedom to live your life and tell people how you feel about life. And because it is a, abusive to them... They don't want to see it. They don't want to hear it. Well, here's the ironic part of it. In the technology world, if you don't want to hear it, you don't want to see it, it's called the delete button. Do you remember the delete button that's on the computer? You delete it. And then problem solved. But don't take the painting off the wall just because I put it there. If somebody doesn't want to see the painting, then they pass on. They go to the next painting. They don't look at it. They say, oh, that's offensive. Then they just move on. It's the same process. But in this case, they just take all the paintings out of the museum. So no one can have any impact because of the paintings. That's what deplatforming actually means. And it's not going to get any better over the next administration in America. So think about this next time you go to a museum and you're looking at a picture and you go, well, I don't like that picture. Imagine somebody coming and taking it down because you said you don't like that picture. That's what deplatforming is. So what the left does is they're going to use the words that they want to use 
to tell you that you don't fit in their world. And because you speak or say or write things, they're going to take you out of the museum. Where there was a time in this country where that kind of thought was appreciated. It was appreciated. It's called progressive people. Modern art. All this stuff is progressive. It's the same thing. People speak and say things like a museum. So you can actually understand their heart, what they say. Now, there's a lot of evil in the world, a lot of things that shouldn't be said. Get it? Understand that. But do you have the right to take the painting off the wall? And that's what these people are doing. Not only are they taking the painting off the wall, they're going to replace it. They're going to put what they want to put on the wall. So when you walk into the museum, the information is geared to infiltrate your mind and brainwash you to believe what's in the painting. And they're going to force you to look at the painting in the museum. That's what they're doing. They're making a virtual reality. And they're deciding that every painting in this museum must match the virtual reality that we're feeding you. So take a listen to this. This is Laura Ingram in 2018 interviewing Cheryl Atkinson on defending the First Amendment of the United States. Last night we told you about the shocking facts about the tech giants' war on free speech. And tonight we look at how to fight back. And the first thing to do is to recognize what you're up against. One tactic the left uses to restrict the free flow of information is by ginning up a propaganda war on so-called fake news. Well, let's bring in reporter Cheryl Atkinson, host of the great Sunday show, Full Measure, and the author of the book, The Smear, how shady political operatives control what you see, what you think, and how you vote. And I'm so happy she's with us. I know you were the only person at CBS who was ever nice to me. I say this all the time. <laughs> when I, We worked at CBS together years ago, and Cheryl, uh, we're delighted you're with us. So this Defending the First series we're doing, I think, is really important because a lot of people out there, they feel like they don't know how to they don't know how to fight back against this. They feel like they're under assault. All these fact checkers that are out there seem to only check facts in a negative way about Republicans, political fact, I know you know them. They say the GOP lies 32% of the time is false. Only Democrats only lie 8% of the time. Are you finding that the fact checkers need a fact checker these days? Yeah, I mean, I devoted a chapter to looking at this whole idea to shape and control our narratives in many different creative ways, to create what I call an artificial reality online and on the news so that people think things are true that may not be true or that they're an outlier if they have certain feelings when they may not be. This may be media literacy efforts. It may be called fact-checking. It may be called anti-fake news. What do you mean media literacy efforts? Well, I've noticed that some of the people who started out with these fake news efforts, which were really an effort to control information more so than just get rid of fake news, they've now moved on some of them to, you know, we're going to start teaching in public schools and requiring this as part of the law to tell you who to believe. And it usually involves them saying, if you read it in the New York Times or the Washington Post, you can believe that. But if you've seen it somewhere else, you need to be wary, ignoring the fact that some of these formerly well-respected news publications have made some of the most egregious errors in the last couple of years. It's not that simple. We're just as you can see, 
the leftists are now controlling the museum. They're putting on the wall the information that you need to know according to them. And if you decide to put something on the wall that is not in the narrative, they take it down. So other people can't see it. It may be valid, it may be true, but it's not in the narrative of what these leftists want you to hear. It's absolute brainwash. We're at a peak in this country where communism is now driving the information system of the United States. Said it more than once. It's communism. It's the drive of controlling you. That's how simple this is. And unless you get off the couch and talk to people and say, enough is enough. Representatives, all the people that represent you need to know that you understand this. That you understand that your kids and your family are being brainwashed to believe what they want to believe instead of what the truth is. The next clip I'm going to present to you is a prime example of how the leftist takes the words that they want to use and put them on the wall of the museum. So when you walk through and you see a history of the rally in D.C., this is exactly what the left is going to put on that wall and tell you this is the only thing that was said in the four hours that I was there listening to the president and those people. None of this, none of it is true, but they're going to take a very small, very small sentence that the president said and use it against us instead of putting the true picture of patriotism on that museum wall. This statement is from Kim Iverson. She gets it. She's a progressive, but she gets it. And she understands what Nancy Pelosi and the criminal element of communism is trying to do. They're going to take a sniblet a small section of what was said and twist it and make it a big, gigantic headline. This is what they do. They will not take the truth. Instead, they decide what is the truth. And this is what happens. They take it and they twist it and they feed it into your mind, communism at its best. But let's first of all talking talk about why she wants to convict or why she wants to impeach. Now, she says that he incited violence. Now, this is where it gets really important. I want you to pay really close attention to this because this also affects all of us and it affects our ability to protest and the words we use when we protest. She says he incited violence that led to Wednesday. I want to read to you the quote of what Donald Trump said at the actual event that he spoke at before the protesters headed over to the Capitol building, he said, now, and this is what they're saying is the problem, is that he says, you know, we got to be strong. And, and uh, so he says, quote, we're going to walk down 
anyone you want, but I think right here, we're going to walk down to the Capitol and we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. And we're probably not going to be cheering on, cheering so much for some of them because you'll never. So this is what they say is the issue, because you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong. We have come to demand that Congress do the right thing and only count the electors who have been lawfully slated, lawfully slated. But then he says, I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. So they're honing in. Now, I, whenever I'm reading the news, I'm never hearing that last sentence that he says in that exact same paragraph. This wasn't like later on. This was in that same bunch of words. He said, I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. So they're honing in on, I never hear that in the news. I only hear in the news uh, that because you'll never take back our country with weakness and you have to show strength and you have to be strong. And they don't like those words. And they felt like those words were the words that would incite the violence. Uh, I... Look, you can hate Trump all you want, but you cannot allow your hatred to blind you. I don't hear anything in these words that say, uh, bring your zip ties and your ice picks and break into the building and, and don't allow the vote to happen at all. And if they do, we're going to take it by force. We're going to ensure forcefully we're going to go in there. You know, we're going to uh, and actually plans to invade the Capitol building and plans to forcefully stop our democracy. As you can see, this person understands it, and they're a progressive. Conservatives always think this way. We always think about freedom of speech and freedom for people to assemble and partition the federal government at any given time. But they take the little minute things and say that a million people that were at this rally had planned on taking over the Capitol and the legislation. They had planned on this. Well, let me tell you who planned on it. The three different types of people that were there. Antifa, BLM, and white supremacists. They're the ones that planned on that, not Trump, not the millions of people that were there. This is how it works. They take the little minority people and the derangement and blow that up in their narrative and say, see, I told you, these evil people are going to take over the Capitol. Matter of fact, they opened it up. They wanted this to happen. They planned it to happen. So they can use it against the American people. They can use it against peaceful protesting of an absolute corrupt, no doubt, stolen election. It's that simple. If you think anything different, then you're not an American patriot. What you are is you're a person that goes in that museum and accepts everything that's on that wall that the liberals and the leftists and the communists want you to believe. These people that protested, these Americans that protested, 
were peaceful. They were doing what they constitutional right has given us to do. To have free speech and say grievances about the country. And that's what we did. Outside of the few that went into the Capitol. And the way I look at it, it was a win. Because we showed the federal government, the millions of people that are distraught and feel that their voice is not being heard. This is a travesty when so many people in this country are not heard. I don't care what side defense you on. If it's not in the agenda of this government and the people that lead it, they could care less. And if you think for a second that this federal government cares about you, you're wrong. They care about power, they care about money, and they care about prestige. And how many minutes on CNN that can get. This is where we've come to. This is where the country has resolved themselves. We, as the people, because we go through everyday life ignoring things and think, I got nothing to do with that legislation and that crap and that swamp in D.C. 80 million people said, I got something to do with it. I got something to say. And they were cut off. That's how this works. We got a long road to go. We got a lot of things that we got to do as Americans to correct this absolute travesty of our free speech. And it's not going to get it any better any sooner. They're going to continue to come after all of conservatives, all people, God-fearing people that know what the truth is and what America is. They're going to destroy it and they're going to continue to destroy it constantly unless you stand up with your voice in your local government, in your state, doesn't matter what state you're in, stand up, protest, constant protest. I read an article today, we're talking about an individual, an American thinker, was talking about what can I do? What are the two things? And he said there's two things that we can do. One, we can have MAGA rallies constantly from now on. Agree with it. Just because our president that we elected in 2016 is going to be gone doesn't mean that we can't continue the fight of making America great again. Go to any rally in your state, which they will be happening, and let your voice heard. Second, you got to go look at the Convention of States. The Convention of States allows the states to come together. The states of America bypassing the federal government completely. They have no say in this process. It's Article 5 of the Constitution. We can stand up as people and we can make changes to this Constitution to hold those people responsible. And we have a court system, Supreme Court, that can do this. 
And they will do this. But they have nothing. Their hands are tied because there's nothing in the Constitution that prevents the federal government from spending all the money they can. Term limits of allowing all of these legislations, legislators to stay there for however long, 50 years, and the size of the federal government. That's the three things that we need to bring into a convention of the states so we can determine how to correct this federal government. We get this in the Constitution. We get the states to ratify these amendments, and then the courts can and will hold the politicians and the president responsible for not following the Constitution. The reason they don't do it is because it's not in the Constitution. And it's time for American patriots like you to stand up and say it's time to control the federal government. Thank you so much for listening. Please share the podcast far and wide. If you can get on a social media platform, do it. Call them up, thepatriotcause.com. Let them listen to the gunny. Let them be motivated. Let them talk to their families. And let's get this movement going and save our country. This is the gunny out.